0: I can't believe it, y'all. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Joshua Edwards live from live from my very own bedroom. This is season two of Joshua's Proximity. We have made it into the new year, 2021. We have kicked 2020's ass. We have remained healthy. We have, We have remained faithful. And God has been blessing me and mine. And just everybody that's listening to this podcast right now, he's been blessing you as well the entire 2020. Um, We are a couple days, you know, RP to Kobe Bryant We are a little over less than 20 days away from literally it being a year since Kobe Bryant has passed uh, Rest in peace to his soul, man And not just his soul, but everybody that has, you know, just died in 2020 in general But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into Season 2, Episode 1 of Joshua's Proximity Now I'm not going to lie, going into this episode, Episode 1 of season two uh (laughs) my options are starting to get very very slim man the NFL season is finally starting to wind down we're starting to roll into the basketball season and as many of you know man basketball plays games damn near every day so I can create that type of content but I just I'm just not going to be able to have that much time on my hands right now to to create an episode every day and I'm pretty sure you guys wouldn't want to hear My voice every day just talking about, you know, just what's going on in the sports world and just in the world in general. But I do have some exciting news going on in the United States right now. So as it is right now, the Democrat Party holds not only the Oval Office in a couple more weeks, but they will also hold the Senate and the House. So if Joe Biden can't get things done uh, in this term, then I don't know exactly what to say. This will be the first time since 2008 that the Democratic Party has held the Senate. And that's so important because, you know, Joe Biden would be able to, you know, give out more stimulus checks. Everybody was fiending for that $2,000. I'm not going to lie. I was definitely wanting and desiring the $2,000. But, you know, Mitch McConnell, the majority ruler over the Senate was like, nah, I think the US, you'll be good with the $600. So I do believe that the Democratic Party holding both the Senate, the over office and the House is going to be beneficial because we will actually start to see if the Democratic Party is not just for the black people, but just for the people in general. And I'm, I'm not saying that the Republican Party isn't for the people in general. But I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of people that's in political offices whether that be democratic or republican they don't see an issue with police brutality so and it's not just an issue with police brutality it's an issue with social injustice throughout the entire united states a country that is supposed to be the land of the free and now i hope that the political offices will hold their end of the bargain up so yeah let's go ahead jump right into my little sports segment Now, as the NFL season is coming to a close, we all know that the NFL gives out awards and everything. So I'm going to go ahead and read my midseason awards before my final prediction of what the awards will look like at the end of the year. So midseason, at the coach of the year, I had Mike Tomlin. As much trash as I talked about the Steelers, Mike Tomlin and that team was definitely balling. My offensive rookie of the year at the time was Justin Herbert. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Antoine Winfield Jr., uh, safety out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My Defensive Player of the Year was Miles Garrett at the time. My Offensive Player of the Year was Alvin Kamara. He was the only person with 2,500 rushing yards and 2,500 receiving yards with 45 total touchdowns in his first four seasons. So that was my Offensive Player of the Year. And my MVP at the time was Patrick Mahomes. We're talking about a quarterback, that was 21 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio. But that was just my midseason. Now, my final season regular award, it goes like this. The defensive rookie of the year, it has to go to Chase Young. Now, you can argue that he may be overhyped because he is playing with some other talented linemen or he may be overhyped because he's a freak of nature. He's six-five. He can run like a gazelle. But at the end of the day... He is definitely producing on, you know, he's he's shutting down the run game. He's getting after uh, the quarterbacks in the passing game. He's doing a lot of strip fumbles, fumble recoveries, and at the end of the day, he's making plays all over the field. So Defensive Rookie of the Year has to go to Chase Young. Now, the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now, I kind of teetered and tottered between Justin Jefferson and Justin Herbert, but at the end of the day, If you are a a receiver and you're breaking records that Randy Moss set, oh, yeah, by default, you got to get the Rookie of the Year. So I went with Justin Jefferson. Now, the Comeback Player of the Year. Now, I know everybody's going to be like, Josh, you got to go with Alex Smith, man. He's not supposed to be playing football. He is supposed to be legless. Okay, now, I don't know if this award is more on the story or the actual player. Because if we're going off of, off of a story, then yes, Alex Smith should win Comeback Player of the Year. But if we have, are going off of a player, it has to be Cameron Newton. We're talking about a quarterback. Yes, he's 7-8 and eight with the New England Patriots. Yes, his team, they didn't have a winning season. Yes, they didn't win a division. Yes, they didn't make the playoffs. But, I mean, look what he is surrounded with. Once again, he had over 10 rushing touchdowns this year. I mean, he's accounted for over 20-plus touchdowns this year. Who is he throwing to? He's throwing to a receiver that played quarterback in college. What? His main running back is James White. What about his other receiver? I don't even know his other receiver name. Uh, White guy number 80. I can't even think of his name right now. Uh, oh, he also got Demir Bird he's throwing to. He has no tight end he's throwing to. It has to be Cam Newton. He's doing more with less. The New England Patriots, they have more opt-outs than any other team in the National Football League. So with that being said, Comeback Player of the Year has to be Cam Newton. Now, Coach of the Year, a lot of people can argue with – I can argue with anybody on this. Okay, now a lot of people are going to say, man, it has to be the Cleveland Browns because uh, Kevin Stefanski, he finally got the Cleveland Browns after – what is it? 13 year drought into the and to the playoffs. But nah, I'm not going to go that route. I'm going to go with Sean McDermott, the coach out of the uh for the Buffalo Bills. Now, when you look at the Buffalo Bills as a whole, they are 13 and 3. They are a Hell Mary away from being 14 2. This team, you're going to find out later on as the weeks go on, and even my uh my playoff standing right now. But this team, I believe that this team can dethrone the the Kansas City Chiefs. I believe that they, that they can go all the way to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. But this team right now, man, they are playing exceptional football, man. They 13-3, and three, and they're playing lights out. I mean lights out. So that's my coach of the year. Now, my offensive player of the year, I think you got to go with Travis Kelsey. We're talking about a tight end. He almost led the entire NFL in receiving yards. Now, I had him on my fantasy football team, and he was bringing me 20-plus every week. I knew what I was getting out of Travis Kelsey week in and week out. It didn't matter if he was playing the Patriots. It didn't matter if he was playing Baltimore. It didn't matter if he was playing Chicago, whoever you want to name. It did not matter because he was just that impactful on his team and without a doubt Travis Kelsey man if he continues on this trajectory we're talking about a tight end that could be the greatest tight end to ever do it I still believe that right now is Rob Gronkowski but Travis Kelsey man he's playing lights out man he was only 70 yards away from being the NFL leader in in yards man at the tight end position having the most receiving yards that's never been done before. I don't think a tight end has actually ever finished top three. So, And he actually broke a record for the most receiving yards by a tight end this year. So it has to be Travis Kelsey. Um, An and honorable mention would be Derrick Henry. Yes, he rushed for 2,000 yards, and that's special as well. But you really can't overlook what Travis Kelsey has done. So my Defensive Player of the Year, a guy that I believe is very underrated, who isn't even right now getting a lot of shine. It has to be Xavier Howard. We're talking about a cornerback that has 10 interceptions. Nobody has done that since Antonio Cromartie when he played with the Chargers when they were still in San Diego. So we're talking about a guy, as soon as he puts his hands on the ball, he's taking it away. Xavier Howard definitely deserves Defensive Player of the Year, and I think this might be the first time ever that a cornerback has won it back-to-back. Last year with Stephon Gilmore, and this year, deservingly, it should definitely be Xavier Howard, without a doubt. Now, my MVP award. I don't know if I said this during my midseason awards uh, a couple episodes back, but I believe that we got to change this MVP award to a quarterback award. Because if every year, if somebody breaks some records, whether that be a receiver position, a running back position, a tight end position, or even a defensive player position, how does the MVP award continue to go to a quarterback? When J.J. Watt should have definitely won the MVP, Aaron Rodgers got it. Like, this year, my MVP is Aaron Rodgers, don't get me wrong, but it amazes me that Derrick Henry isn't getting any love from anybody. Everybody is talking about the MVP awards, the top three race is Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. And then after that, they put in Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry just went for 2,000 rushing yards. Last week, he went for 250-plus, two tubs, 30 touches. I mean, I think that now we we got to start changing the narrative on some of these awards. So is it really the most valuable player or is it just a quarterback award? I mean, I think that man. A lot of people really got to start thinking about that some more. Now, granted, Aaron Rodgers has been—he's been astronomical. He's he has been doing numbers like we've never seen. We're talking about forty-four touchdowns, only five interceptions, or whatever, however many picks he has thrown. But at the end of the at the end of the day, is it an MVP award? or a quarterback award. So that's that's my final awards. Chase Young, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Justin Jefferson, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, Cam Newton, Coach of the Year, is Sean McDermott, Offensive Player of the Year is Travis Kelsey, Defensive Player of the Year is Xavier Howard, and MVP Aaron Rodgers. Now, since we're talking football, I might as well go ahead and continue on the subject about my, my go-ahead playoff predictions, my Super Bowl matchups, And just this week, the AFC and the NFC, the matchups that I believe. So before I even get to my predictions, I'm going to go ahead and reveal my Super Bowl picks. The teams that will be in the Super Bowl this year will be the Buffalo Bills and the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I'm just going off of faith. I'm just going off of what I believe and what I feel like in my heart. Um, But this week, the AFC matchup, the Colts versus the Bills. The Colts is in Buffalo. Yeah, I got to go with the Bills. Ravens versus the Titans. Now, the Tennessee Titans, I will say this. Their defense is horrible. They cannot get off the field on third down. They can't stop anybody. So I believe that the Ravens will actually beat the Titans by at least 13. That's what I'm seeing right now. If the uh, Titans can't establish the running game, Ravens by 13. Browns versus the Steelers. Now the Browns, Kevin Stefanski, he's out with COVID. The Steelers, they'll win this game but they will be out of next round. The NFC matchups. Rams versus the Seahawks. Seahawks, I just said I had them in the Super Bowl. The Bucks versus the Washington Football Team. I got to go with Tampa Bay easily, man. I got I got Tampa Bay by 17. The Bears versus the Saints. Now this right here is a game that I will circle and that, and that I will highlight. The Saints, we know what they are. They are a great regular season team. But when it comes to the playoffs, what are they going to do? The Bears, their defense, I believe that it will be a lot closer than people would think. And at the end of the game, hell, who knows, shoot a pick. A batted ball, a fumble can change the game, and the Saints are out of it. But I got up with that being said, I got to go with the New Orleans Saints moving on to the next round. So the Bills, Ravens, Steelers, Seahawks, Bucks, and Saints. Now I'm about to go ahead and wrap up season two, episode one. But man, y'all got to help me come up with some ideas. Like, I feel like I need an instrumental at the beginning. And an outro at the end, man. I'm still trying to figure out how I can take my podcast to the next level. Uh, If you just want to, man, just hit me up in my DMs, whatever, my cell phone, email. Just give me some ideas of how I can take my podcast to the next level. Obviously, I'm definitely going to be incorporating more special guests this year. I'm excited, man. I'm trusting God. But... <laughs> Man, y'all got to help me out, man. I'm I'm trying to take it to the next level. So without further ado, that concludes Season 1, Episode – no, Season 2, Episode 1. Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Love you, man.